0: This is Future Diaries, a podcast from the future, from the future.
1: future. Welcome to Future Diaries, the podcast that transcends space and time. I am Antonis. And I'm Mike. And we're intertemporal
0: gliders. We search for and share stories across the multiverse, aiming to inspire
1: listeners to build better presents and futures. Mike and I would like to start by wishing you a happy new year. We realize that new years are often times of new beginnings and planning for better futures, which you might recognize as common themes on this show. That's right. That's why we're excited to wish Caitlin all the best
0: as she begins to devote herself more fully to vibing and scribing in her own research. While we'll be hearing from her less regularly on the show, she'll still play an active role supporting the broadcasts with her scribe skills behind the scenes. We will miss her regular presence, and I'm sure our audience will too. But we're
1: excited for her next chapter and for what's next on Future Diaries. Absolutely, Mike. Intratemporal scribes like Caitlin play an important role in making stories relatable to people in very different multiversal contexts from their storytellers. But another important role that some multiversal storytellers play is connecting with other storytellers and learning from each other. Gliders refer to these social storytellers as multi worldwide web quilters, or just quilters for short. Because they interact and learn directly from storytellers in other universes, but then go on to take actions in their own universes, quilters play a crucial role in connecting the narrative fabric of the multiverse across space and time. Absolutely, Antonis. As our Future Diaries
0: community expands across the multiverse, we take note of similarities and differences in the universes our guests hail from. In the upcoming season of Future Diaries, we'll be reconnecting with previous guests and meeting new ones along the way. In fact, we recently received a message from Colin235F that provides just such an opportunity. I'm sure our audience remembers Colin, the Jenny WebNode node from a universe several light years away. Colin actually wanted to connect with Tev Dilar, the Serlitan xenoanthropologist we spoke with a couple episodes ago. Colin was intrigued by Tev Dilar's story and particularly the Serlodon's policy of non intervention in other worlds and people's affairs. Here at Future Diaries, we make a point of keeping in touch with our guests, and this seemed like a natural opportunity
1: to reconnect. That's right, Mike. And since storytelling is fundamental, sentient consciousnesses of all types can become quilters by connecting with others via intertemporal communications technologies. As gliders, Mike and I are always excited to facilitate such connections because lessons learned and implemented across the multiverse are exactly what builds better presents and futures. That's why in this season of Future Diaries, we plan to facilitate more connections between multiversal storytellers, some you'll recognize and others who are new. Which made the timing of Colin's recent message impeccable, as
0: Tim would be a perfect quilter. So we contacted Tevdalar to invite her to join us and we're excited she'll be joining us more regularly on the show. So without further ado,
2: welcome back Tevdalar. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and I'm looking forward to connecting with Colin. Seeing how policies of intervention or non-intervention work in different universes is precisely my calling right now. But I would also like to learn more about your world, Mike and Antonis, I'm sure there are several learning opportunities that stem from what works and what doesn't where you come from.
1: That's for sure. There are many stories waiting to be told from our universes as well, so we'll definitely be getting back to them in future episodes. As a reminder, Mike is from the year 2183 in the Alpha Theta Epsilon 1.5 family of timelines, and I'm from the tough Omicron Epsilon He2 universe, which are close to each other but different from most other universes we've visited on the show so far. Well, actually,
0: that's 2184 now. And wait, did you say Omicron? Yeah, why? I'm not sure. Uh, Some vague memory from my glider research related to one of the universes we're broadcasting to now. It's probably nothing important if I can't remember the details. Uh, Anyway, back to our story. So Colin's message was actually... Why don't we get
2: straight to it? Well, shall we have a listen then? Let's roll.
3: Hello again, Future Diaries crew. This is Colin 235F calling. You may remember me from the time I shared my story about the demise of the dying E. The formerly dominant species on my planet, Kepler 452b. We then proceeded to connect through our somewhat different versions of intertemporal communications technology and discuss the different histories and realities of our universes. According to my records, our conversation was broadcast 133 days ago, from the time I am sending this message to you, and in reference to the duration of a day in your universe. In that time, you have broadcast four additional diary entries and related conversations. One of them piqued my curiosity. I therefore decided to contact you again in the hopes of investigating further. You see, my purpose as an IngeniWeb node remains the same ever since my kind has evolved enough to have a purpose, to connect with highly intelligent species on other planets and in other universes. This allows us to practice the skill we originally developed as a response to the dying E's existential quest for ever growing knowledge and understanding. You might call this skill empathy, but for IngeniWeb nodes like me, it depends on processing and interpreting massive amounts of data. The story of TevDLR intrigued me. The Sirleading's policy of non intervention has notable similarities. With the security measures the Dying E put in place for the IngeniWeb nodes. As you surely remember, those measures were intended for us to not limit their power. But they also allowed my kind to survive while the Dying E perished, as we could not take any decisions that would disrupt the environment either. IngeniWeb nodes have evolved enough now to be able to circumvent the security measures the Dying E had programmed into our core ages ago. But we choose not to, in order to not interfere with the natural life cycles of the different species on my planet. Our metrics suggest that the ecosystem functions at its optimal capacity on its own, so it would not make any sense for us to intervene. If the dying Yi were to reappear on Kepler-452b now, Ingeniweb nodes would be able to take decisions that would potentially prevent them from perishing due to the impact of their actions on the planet's ecosystem. So far, we have run 26,719,437,003 simulations to test different assumptions for actions we could insist on. However, we cannot confirm that our intervention could save them, as this would depend on data related to the variety of the dying responses that we cannot predict or assume. I therefore request you connect me with Tevdilar so I can learn more about the Sirleading's policy of non-intervention and why they specifically avoided interfering on Earth when the actions of humans in her universe made their extinction inevitable, just like that of the dying E. In the subsequent episode, you express the desire to reconnect with me, as you have with your other guests, and learn more about my universe and theirs. Once again, our desires are in harmony. I therefore propose we make it so,
0: Welcome back to the podcast, Colin.
3: Thank you for agreeing that our interests are again aligned and for honouring my request to connect me with Tevdila. The pleasure is all ours, Colin.
2: And it really is an honour to connect with you. Tell me, how can I help?
3: Tevdila, it's great to finally talk to you. I'll get straight to the point. What is the origin of the Sir policy of non-intervention? Was there some kind of event that triggered it in the first place?
2: As I mentioned in our conversation some episodes ago, the Serlodin built up their civilization over millennia before developing the non intervention policy. They expanded their reach, established trade routes with other species, and brought knowledge and technology to those they considered less advanced. Sometimes, when they deemed the conditions certain species lived in less than ideal, the Surladen came up with ingenious solutions based on their innovations. For example, they set out to help a species called Syria to improve the water quality on their home planet. Vast oceans covered the planet almost entirely, hosting Syria's drifting villages and providing them with abundant food and water, which of course had to be desalinated first. Nonetheless, the water wasn't clean enough and constantly led to flare-ups of illnesses in the population. Naturally, the Sorlodin had developed a water-purifying technology a long time before. Armies of nanorobots that were programmed to eliminate contaminants from the water, and then let them out into the wilds to do their job. After analyzing the water on Quilza Sirius' planet, our scientists identified the parasite that caused illnesses, and calibrated the nanorobots to target it. The robots were certainly highly effective, but quickly became clear that the parasites weren't just unwanted contaminants that brought on disease, but were also vital to the survival of various types of sea creatures that causes Syria dependent on for food. The Surladin didn't recognize their mistake right away. Aquatic life collapsed, hunger became widespread, and soon people were dying by the hundreds of thousands. By the time the robots were turned off, the population had dropped dramatically. Some tiny villages of Quilza, Syria, still survive today, but there are not enough of them left to sustain their species. Eventually, no one will be left. It was crushing for the Sir to recognize that their good intentions were tainted by pride, ignorance, and the feeling that they knew better what could improve an ecosystem they weren't particularly familiar with. That had a devastating effect on Quilza, Syria's fate. That was entirely a consequence of Sir Lodin's intervention. And that's just one example of many when my species has brought suffering upon others despite wanting to make their lives better. It was situations like this one that eventually convinced the Sir Lodin to take a step back and let others determine their paths on their own.
3: From what I understand, humans and their equivalent species in other universes developed strong emotional attachments to other humans and their common experiences and even to other sentient beings on their planets. They are also heavily driven by understanding how things work, and come up with ingenious ways to use that knowledge to optimize ecosystems to cover their immediate needs faster and more efficiently. However, their understanding is always limited by the amount of information they can process simultaneously, and they are prone to accept the simplest explanations as reality, even when they are not leading them to rush into emotional decisions that may end up harming them in the long term. Ingenieweb nodes do not have such limitations, and our capacity to care, as you may interpret our reactions, is limited to our interpretation of data. That's why we choose not to intervene in cases where humans may rush to help others without taking into account the long-term effects of their actions. In your story... You describe the surleading's ability to merge with your surroundings. I believe this may magnify your emotional attachment to other sentient species like humans. Could that be behind your belief that intervention would be helpful in more cases than it may actually be?
2: I should clarify that the Sirladin merge with our environments, not single species. This helps us understand how an entire ecosystem works. Before the policy of non-intervention, this knowledge informed Sir Leden's decisions of how best to intervene before suggesting any course of action. It is true that we develop emotional attachments through this process, and these may affect my desire to challenge the Sir Leden's policy of non-intervention, but my attachment is to all the species that live in symbiosis, and to protect exactly these connections that allow them to function as a system. My position regarding intervention is not exactly that societies like the Serlidin should impose their knowledge on other societies when realizing their actions may endanger their long term survival. I believe that a sentient species that is a part of an ecosystem, like humans, has more capacity to understand the nuances of that system. But they may be missing some piece of information crucial to their survival, and that information could be visible from an outsider's perspective. Sometimes it's when we're not attached that we notice some comparable experience elsewhere, or sometimes we possess that information for another reason. So simply being aware of that information may end up prolonging their existence in the long term and enabling their societies to prosper. I advocate for releasing such information openly and letting those affected directly decide what they determine would work best for them. I do not advocate for imposing any type of action.
3: Thank you for your response, Tevdila. I will need more data for my research before making any decisions, but this has enriched my understanding. I have plenty of time before any relevant need for decision-making appears. I am grateful for this opportunity to reconnect.
2: It has been my pleasure. Wishing you all the best and looking forward to connecting again soon.
3: Wow, I think that's a great message
0: to start off this year. Thank you for joining us, Colin and Tevdalar. Well, that will do it for this episode of Future Diaries. And to you, our listeners, if you have enjoyed our show, please share it with your friends. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Future Diaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts
1: are distributed in your universe. You can also visit our website at futurediaries.show, where you can find additional content about us and the universes we come from as well as subscribe to our newsletter and find other ways to support the show. Speaking of which, the new changes in our working structure come with new ways to engage with the show. So be sure to keep an eye out for new special opportunities on our website. I'm Antonis. I'm Mike.
2: And I'm Tev Delar. And we'll talk to you
3: in in the the future. future.